Hello, welcome to another edition of Pop, a piece of peace. My name's Pastor Doug, and I'm recording this on Monday, June 20th. This past Sunday, we focused on one of my favorite Old Testament stories from the second book of Kings, chapter 5. And it's a story where often we focus on Naaman or Elisha, two of the characters involved in the story, but we can miss that the true hero, the one whom God works through, is a little girl that is a slave. Israel, she's an Israelite who's living as a slave in the household of Naaman. Now, Naaman's described as a mighty warrior, and the Hebrew term, which is one that I love, is ish gadol. Ish gadol. It just sounds like an impressive, huge, mighty man. I mean, this is maybe one of the, the most mighty warriors on the entire planet at the time, and he's suffering from some version of leprosy, some skin disease. So here's a man that has controlled everything in his life and in his world, and he can't control this. Now there's this slave girl that works in their household for his wife. And Barbara Lundblad says that in, in this story, this little slave girl is as small as Naaman is big. I mean, you can't get two opposite ends of the cultural totem pole here. Naaman is as important as they come, and the slave girl from a foreign land is about as insignificant in the day as they came. And she has the courage, the amazing courage, to speak to his, miss, to his wife and say, I think he should go see a prophet in Israel. So somehow she comes from Israel and knows of this prophet. Picture a 10, 11-year-old girl who has the courage to speak to these mighty people and give her advice on what Naaman should do. So Naaman first reports to the, uh, his king, and his king writes a letter, and they, Naaman takes that letter and marches straight into Israel and goes up to Israel's king. Because that's what Naaman does, right? He's always, he's always one that's going to talk to the most powerful and the most prestigious, and so he marches to that king, and that king tears his clothes. And Elijah, who's a prophet, hears of this and says, why are you tearing your clothes? This is no big deal. Send him over to me. And so Naaman and his procession march over to Elisha's hut. Now picture this. The procession consists of this, 750 50 pounds of silver, 200 pounds of gold. So picture, if this was today, it would be like tanks marching with a Brinks armor truck and let's throw in the Ohio State marching band. I mean, this is a ridiculous sized procession that is marching to Elijah's hut. So they get there and Elijah doesn't even come out. He sends a messenger out. Again, if this were today, it's like Elisha sitting in a recliner and he sends a text message. And his message is simple. Go wash in the Jordan several times. 
That's it. We've got this muddy little creek over here. Go washing it, and you'll you'll be fine. Now, Naaman, as you can imagine, is a little off-put by this. He's the most powerful, one of the most important people in the world, according to himself. And this guy, Elisha, doesn't even come out to talk to him? What's this about? And he, he, he thinks, aren't our rivers good enough that we traveled to this foreign land and get, and get through the wall this advice to go wash in this muddy little creek? But Naaman has some good servants who feel confident enough and they speak up and they say, hey, you know what? What do you got to lose? Try it. See what happens. And he washes in the Jordan. And I love this line. He comes up out of the water and his skin was made as clean as that of a little boy. Now picture this. How did the story start? With a little girl who had the courage to speak to a large, powerful warrior, giving advice to go to her country, where her God is the one that people worship, and talk to a prophet that worships that God. So a little girl gives this advice. Somehow he does it, and God is at work, and his skin, his physical appearance starts to take on the same attributes as the one who sent him. It's a beautiful story. It's a story of God working through surprising people. God's not at work in royal, royal courts. God's not at work in this story in terms of political prowess or extreme wealth. As a matter of fact, Elisha turns down all of that money that Naaman brought. It's like, I'm not interested in that. But what this story's about is God at work in surprising places. Jesus said the kingdom of God, it's like a, it's like a mustard seed. It's the smallest of all seeds. And, and you, you cannot get rid of it. It scatters all over. And it, it's almost like a, a weed that keeps popping up no matter how hard you try to get rid of them. It's always at work in surprising places and you don't even know it's there. Or like yeast. I love to bake pizza dough or make pizza dough and I love it when you mix in that yeast and then it disappears into the flour but you see it over time working even though you can't see the yeast. The results are evident. We talk a lot about powerful leaders, our government or people like Elon Musk, people that we, we think are the ones that really change the world. But God, I think, smiles more when God's at work through surprising voices. The smallest among us or the ones who we think don't have a voice, but somehow find the courage to use them. Thank you.